0: We hope you'll be blessed and inspired and challenged and motivated by this fresh word from Christian Heritage Church. Take your Bibles,
1: turn with me to the book of Luke, if you would please, chapter 5. Continuing the message we began last week regarding new wine and old wineskins. And before we read the scripture, just let me recap some of the things we talked about last week. When Jesus gave this parable, this story, this illustration... He's making it very clear to the audience, which was Pharisees and scribes, religious people, as well as his disciples, that the old was incapable of containing what God wanted to do. It required a new container, a new vessel, in order to receive what God wanted to do. He was making it very clear that it really wasn't even old versus new, but it was flexibility versus rigidity. And I want you to remember that Jesus didn't come to reform a tired, worn-out religious system. But he came to fulfill God's requirements by introducing something radically and completely new and different than had ever been experienced on planet Earth. So that takes us to where we want to be this morning. When the kingdom comes, when we receive Jesus Christ into our hearts and our lives, You understand that when you become a follower of Christ, the kingdom of God is within you. So when the kingdom comes, when you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, when you embrace the kingdom, you must also be willing to embrace a completely new mindset, a whole new way of thinking, because the old ways no longer work. The old ways cannot fit. In what God is wanting to do in his kingdom. The kingdom of the world and the kingdom of God are completely incompatible. They don't mix, they don't mesh. You can't use the wisdom of man to understand the mind of God. It absolutely doesn't work. Matter of fact, write this down. Go back and read you Isaiah 55. It's a passage I read from earlier this morning. And Isaiah says, my ways, speaking for God, are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. What he's saying is there's no way you and your logic in your rationale, in your mental capabilities, even in your experience will ever be able to understand the kingdom of God. It requires a complete change of mindset. You know, a lot of times we talk about becoming Christians and we get all excited as well we should because we are now on our way to heaven instead of hell. Our destiny has been changed. Our spirit has been reborn. But what we fail to do is continue to follow the principles and understand my mind has to change as well. The way I think has to change as well. That God will not pour new wine into the old wineskin of my way of thinking. Now you can say amen or oh me because I'm going to get in your business this morning. Just giving you a fair warning. All of those of you who are watching online didn't come because of the storms. You might want to shut it off right now. Because we're going to get in your business. And by the way, thank you to all of you who chose to get out and brave the weather. I find that a very funny expression coming from western Oklahoma where this weather is really kind of mild, you know. This time of the year, tornadoes rage every single week and thunderstorms are fero- ferocious and it's just a way of life. So it doesn't bother any of us out there. But I understand it's a little bit different in Tallahassee. So Jesus is trying to say to us the mindset that we once had, is not capable of handling what God wants to put within us. So look at the scripture, Luke chapter 5, beginning in verse 33. Then they said to him, and again, this is the scribes and the Pharisees questioning Jesus about why his disciples don't do religious things. They said to him, why the disciples of John fast often and make prayers, and likewise, those of the Pharisees, but yours eat and drink. And then he gave them three word pictures, three stories, three illustrations of why that occurs. He said to them, can you make friends of the bridegroom fast while the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them, and they will fast in those days. The second word picture he gives them is this. Then he spoke a parable to them. No one puts a piece from a new garment on an old one. Otherwise, the new makes a tear, and also the piece that was taken out of the new doesn't match the old. And the third word picture. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins, or else the new wine will burst the wineskins and be spilled, and the wineskins will be ruined. But new wine must be put into new wineskins, and both are preserved. And no one, having drunk old wine, immediately desires new, for he says, the old is better." That last verse is very, very telling because it describes you and me. We resist the new because we're comfortable with the old. We're content with the old. We're happy with the old. Listen, there are sometimes we can't even begin to imagine what God has in store for us because we can't see past today. We can't see past what we have to understand there is much more that God wants to give. Or oh, somebody say man or o oh me this morning. Understand, it's about mental perspective. It's about attitude. It's about mindset. Jesus says, we say the old is better and we don't want the new because we have tasted the old. Because we understand the old. Because we're comfortable with the old. We can manage the old. The old we've got under control. We're living in this little box. But God is coming and wants to come to pour in new wine and break the box apart. He wants to do something new in our hearts and in our lives. And for some strange reason, that one statement, verse 38, scares us to death. Frightens us to no when. I'm not sure I'm comfortable with transition or change. I want things to stay just as they are. Not long after we came here. An employee who's no longer with us made this statement to me. I don't understand why everything has to change. Well, everything had to change because things were upside down. Things weren't correct or proper. Change had to occur. Listen, if things aren't working right in your life, it's time to look at change. It's time to allow God to do something new within you. It kind of reminds me of the guy who was 100 years old who's going to get married. The reporter found out about it and came to interview him. And when she she was talking to him about this wedding, 100 years old he was, marrying a 64-year-old woman, she said, but don't you understand? This could be dangerous. Why, someone could even die on the wedding night. And you know what he said? If she dies, she dies. Oh, come on, we can't resist change because of our fear. Too many times we hold on to things that are not compatible with the kingdom of God. We hold on to things that are not Compatible with the Word of God because we are comfortable with it. What am I talking about? Let me talk to you about relationships. We hold on to relationships when we come to the kingdom that should have been destroyed because we are comfortable with them. Listen, you can't live out, let me say it this way. You can't live outside the dictates of this book, the commands of this book, and expect God's favor and blessing to rest upon your life. If you do, I'm going to say it clearly, you're a nut. You're a nut. There is no way you can think God is going to bless you and favor you and watch over you if you're living outside the commands of the book. It just isn't going to happen. He doesn't work that way. He doesn't pour new wine into an old wineskin. Listen to me very carefully, ladies. If you have to go pick Junior up from his mama's house, Because he doesn't have a car, and he doesn't have a job, and he doesn't have a a place to live to go on a date with Junior, you might want to end that relationship. Come on, wake up, wise up, recognize some things need to end. Everything in life is temporary. Everything that we see, everything that we touch, everything that we hold so dear is transient. It's here for a moment, and then it's gone, yet we want to make it permanent. We want to make it forever. I've got news for you. Our forever is not on planet Earth. Our forever is in heaven with Jesus Christ. And if we don't embrace that mindset, we will constantly find ourselves clinging to things that God wants us to let go. Or valuing things upon which God places no value. See, that's the problem in our society. We know the cost of everything and the value of nothing. God is wanting to impress upon us a new mindset. When Jesus said you can't pour new wine into old wineskins, he's talking about our mindset. We have to embrace the mindset of the kingdom of God in order to find what God has for us. Stop making permanent things that are temporary. Stop putting value in things that God puts no value on. You see, we need to understand that when Joseph went ahead of Israel into Egypt and was promoted to the second in the kingdom, he ruled all of Egypt, God gave him a vision that there would be seven years of plenty and seven years of famine. And God said, during those years of plenty, you store up, you fill the granaries, build more granaries, so during the years of famine, there will be provision. And Joseph did what he was told. And then when the famine struck, here came his brothers who had sold him into slavery, wanting some help and wanting relief. You know the story, I'm not going to go into it, but the whole clan moved to Egypt and settled there. Now listen. That was a temporary thing in God's economy. God did not intend for Egypt to become the home of Israel. It was a temporary abode. It was a place of relief, a place of temporary provision. They were not supposed to build houses there. They were not supposed to plant crops there. They were not supposed to feed their flocks forever there. God just sent them there to rescue them from the famine. He provided a way of escape for them. But rather than understanding that, they built homes. They planted crops. They grazed their sheep. They made Egypt their home. Oh, hear me, somebody... Egypt is not your home. Heaven is your home. This earth is not your home. Heaven is your home. Until you get that mindset, you will constantly be building houses and acquiring possessions in something that has no value. Do not build a house where God said, pitch a tent. That's what He said to Israel, pitch a tent. It's not a permanent thing. This is just a position of relief and provision. And then we move on. Do you remember Elijah? After he did battle with the prophets of Baal, God then sent him to the brook Cherith. And the Bible says that there the ravens fed him every day until the brook dried up. You see, Cherith wasn't his permanent place. God had something more in store for him. He wasn't supposed to stay there forever. That was not the end or the completion of his ministry assignment. Oh, hear me this morning. It's time to stop building houses where God said, pitch a tent. It's time to embrace a new mindset and let God do something new in you and me. We hang on to things that God doesn't value. We hang on to things that God doesn't want us to hang on to. New wine that Jesus is talking about is changing the mentality that we view life through. New wine doesn't fit with the old ways. Someone said to me not long ago, yeah, we're just shacking up. We don't need a piece of paper to show that we're committed to each other. Well, actually, let me go back to the statement I just made. You do, because it's in the law of God. Come on, church, I'm not picking a fight with you. I'm trying to help you that if you can't change the way you're thinking, your life is never going to change. Ladies, listen to me. If you allow that dude to move in with you and you give him all that you are, why should he even want to marry you? Come on, ladies, it's time to wise up. We talk about men being pigs. Well, let's get wise and they won't be. Come on, the way we used to say it in Oklahoma, if this offends you, get over it. The way we used to say it in Oklahoma is, why buy the cow if you get the milk for free? Come on, folks, we got to change our mindset and stop doing the things we're doing that are destructive to the kingdom of God and destructive to what God is wanting to do in our lives. We've got to embrace the new wine. To do that, we've got to change our mindset. This very building is an example of that. You know we're in a battle with the lender. I shared with the elders and deacons things that they have promised are not again coming true. We're still in that battle. But I've got news for you. 2820 Shara Road is not Christian Heritage Church. You are Christian Heritage Church. And I've got news for you. God can put us in a tent or a barn or a rented facility or another church and he will still move innocent through us because you are the church, not this building. Oh, come on. Get it in your spirit today. We cannot hang on to things that are temporal and make them eternal. It's never going to happen. It's never going to work. We are the ecclesia, the called out ones, and God has a plan for you and me. We can't make permanent those things he intended to be temporal. I look at the New Testament church. Isn't it interesting that they, they met in rented rooms? They met in open air. They met in houses. They never had a fancy facility. But you know what they had? They had the power of the Holy Ghost. They had the presence of the Spirit of God. They had God moving in and through their lives. Oh, come on, church. Don't allow the things of this world to so distract your view that you are satisfied with where we're at and what we have. That's not God's plan for you and me. We have to embrace the ways of the kingdom. New wine demands a change in mental attitude. That's why Paul wrote it this way in Romans chapter 12, verse 2. And be not conformed to the world. But be transformed. How are we transformed? What are the next two words? By the renewing of your mind. Renew your mind. Transformation only occurs as we embrace a kingdom way of thinking. As we change our mindset. As we accept what God has for us. As we stop valuing things that are temporary and value things that are eternal. It only happens when we focus on Him. When we focus on what God wants to do. Be renewed through transformation in your mind. You see, we need to understand we have to view everything as God views it. And He sees everything on this planet as very temporary. It's going to be here and then it's going to pass away. It'll be destroyed. So we have to place value on things that are eternal. New wine flowing into our lives is an eternal thing. Listen, Jesus alluded to it in verse 38. New wine is not pleasant to the tongue because we've already had the taste of the old wine. We like it just the way it is. I like my service to start at 10.30 on Sunday morning and be out by 11.45 and please don't get out of that little box. I like things to be just the way they've always been. And when it's not, I've got a problem. I don't want any change in my religion. Oh, come on. Your religion needs to die so Jesus can breathe life into you and me. New wine and old wineskins. Why does he say old wineskins can't contain new wine? Because new wine's alive. Old wineskins are dead. New wine is moving and active. It's vibrant. It's alive. It has life in it. And old wineskins are dead. Oh, come on, folks. You can't put the new in the old. You can't put the living in the dead and think you're going to get something good out of it. Well, I don't think I believe that. Do you not know history? Think about it for just a second. In the 70s and the 80s, we had what's known as the charismatic renewal where new wine was poured out by the Spirit of God upon the church in general. And thousands, no, tens of thousands, came out of liturgical churches into charismatic circles because they realized new wine won't fit in old wineskins. It just doesn't work. It clashes. A lot of them were asked to leave because suddenly they had glossalia. They were speaking in other tongues and that just didn't fit. They became radical Jesus followers rather than good little religious people. New wine doesn't go in old wineskins. We need to understand that God desires at all times to pour out new wine. But it's up to you and me to let him revamp us, remodel us, reconstruct us, take out the old so there's room for the new. That's your decision. That's my decision. It's not his. He already wants to do it. So this is what the Lord is saying to us today. And this is the question you need to remember. What is it that needs to be changed, adjusted, realigned? stretched in order that we can accommodate what God wants to do in us. So that's a question for every one of us. It's not just my question. It's not just a question I wrote in your notes. That's from the Holy Ghost and He's saying to you, what is it in your life that needs to be changed or adjusted or realigned or stretched in order for God to do a new thing in you? See, new wineskins are essential to contain new wine. And if they're not in place when God is ready, listen to me, if we aren't ready when God is ready to pour out new wine, you know what he's going to do? Pass us by. Pass us by. Because God will not put new wine in an old wineskin. He will not put new wine in an old wineskin. skin. it's up to you and I to prepare to host the presence of God every single day. I told you last week when Jesus came, everything changed. There were no, no more sacrifices in the temple, but rather he became the ultimate sacrifice. I told you that at that time, God resided in the Holy of Holies. But when Jesus died and rose again from the dead, the Holy Spirit came to reside in you and me. And we are now the temples of the Holy Ghost. God lives in us. So it's up to us every day to understand. I've got to get rid of the old and make way for the new. And if I won't get rid of the old, I'm never getting any new wine. God will not pour new wine into old wineskins. If we want to host the presence of God, we've got to prepare our lives. Get our wineskins ready. Ask yourself, what are the structures of our culture that don't exist with new wine? What have we tried to sow into Christianity. What new patch have we taken and sewn it into the old thinking we can make it work? But in fact, it causes a tear and undermines true faith. In Jesus' day, it was the legalism of the Pharisees. But what is it in our life? What is it in your work? What is it in your home? What is it in your community? That's why this effort that Julie is starting is essential. They're trying to pour new wine. They're trying to make a difference. They're trying to bring change into an entire community that's plagued by violence and drugs. Oh, come on, church. That's something we get behind. That's something we're a part of. That's something we want to be involved in. Because it's all about new wine touching hearts and lives. I want to Start to say, I want to see you there next Saturday. But Devon and I will be in Peru. I want you to be there next Saturday. How about that? And plan to be a part of that great outreach. What is it in your home? What is it in your school? What is it in your environment that prohibits new wine? See, Jesus said new wine has to be poured into new wine skins. It cannot accommodate those things we're comfortable with. And the message for the disciples was uncompromising about our faith, about the work of the Lord Jesus Christ, about the Holy Spirit moving in our lives. Even if it offends our culture, even if it offends our religion, He says, get rid of the old and bring in the new. Because here's the consequences of not changing. Here's the consequences of not embracing and preparing for a new wine. If we don't change, we atrophy. Everybody know what that means? Know what that means, right? Atrophy means we shrink up. My, my wrist was in a cast and a brace for six weeks. When they finally allowed me to take that off after I broke it, I noticed that I had a huge muscle deficit right down the center of my wrist. A muscle that atrophied because of inactivity for that period of time. That pained me, that grieved me, because that's my strong hand, that's my dominant hand. I want the muscle to be there. Listen to me. If we don't accommodate new wine, if we refuse to change, we atrophy, we shrink up, we dry away, we have no resiliency, we have no strength. If we refuse to change, we atrophy. If we refuse to change, we miss the new wine. If we don't change, we become irrelevant you're asking to be on the street today, what do you think about the church? I don't know. I don't go. That's what my grandma does. I don't know anything about it. Why? Because we became irrelevant. Because we didn't embrace new wine. Because we stuck with the old. Because we said, we like what we are. Kind of reminds me of the church that had 22 people in it. All of them over 70 years old, but they had a foundation with over a million dollars. And they said, we can continue just like we are for another 30 years because of our foundation. Oh, folks, hear me. It's not about the money you have in the bank. It's about the souls you're banking in the kingdom of God. And if we refuse to change, we atrophy. It doesn't matter how many millions you have. If you're not reaching people, you atrophy your irrelevance. And that's what God wants to prevent in our lives. So in our text, Jesus is declaring a new way of life. He's announcing a change in dispensations. You need to hear that. A change in dispensations, a new way of living. And he's explaining to both his disciples and the Pharisees that those who want to embrace the new way can't hang on to the old way. it has got to be a change. Something radical has got to occur. Because if they tried to mix the old and the new, it destroys the new and the old. So if you put new wine in old wineskins, it's going to destroy the wineskin and you're going to lose the wine. So if you try to mix the old and the new, it destroys both. I believe Jesus is saying the same thing to you and I today. If we continue to try to pour new wine into our old comfortable system because we've tasted it and it's good to us, we lose both. We need to understand we're in a new era. We live under a revelation of His grace and of His mercy. We want God to do new things, but we want Him to fit into our old ways. And He's saying, I don't play that game. You've got to be willing to surrender that to me and let me change those aspects of your life. The challenge of new and old is that the new never matches the old. And there's always a tension between the two. They can't abide in a second picture in the same garments. Because that new cloth is going to stretch and tear the old garment. Then he reiterates with the story of the new wine and old wineskins. And when we try to force old, new wine into an old wineskin, we lose both the wine and the skin. We need to understand, he said it very clearly, you can't put new wine in old wineskins or both will be lost. You have to put new wine in a new wine skin, so that both can be preserved. So here's the question this morning. How do we get a new wineskin? Now in that culture and in this word picture, every time they butchered a goat, they skinned it out. They signed up all, they sewed up all the openings. And then the neck became the spout of that wineskin. And they would pour new wine into it because the new wine is alive and the goat skin still had elasticity. It would stretch, it would move, it would grow as that new wine fermented in the wineskin. If you put it in an old one, the activity, the life of the new wine would blow it up. Absolutely blow it up. So how do we get a new wine skin? Luke five thirty eight explains it when we look at the Greek, and I'm going to give you a quick Greek lesson very quickly. The word new in the Greek when it's referring to wine is naos, N E O S, Naos. And it means that which was recently revealed or that which was not there before. So when I say God wants to pour new wine into you, I'm saying he wants to give you new revelation. I'm saying he wants to open your mind to receive more from him. I'm saying he wants to increase your understanding, your wisdom, your knowledge of how you live in God and operate in the kingdom of God. It speaks of something that was not there before. So when I say God wants to pour new wine into you and me, he wants to give us something we've never had before. Do you understand that if you've been a Christian 72 years, you still haven't tapped God out? Matter of fact, you haven't even began to explore the vastness of who God is. So every day, every day, sometimes multiple times a day, God wants to pour in some new wine. He wants to show you something you've never seen before, give you something that has never been revealed. So that's what new regarding wine means. It means something that's never been revealed. Then when we look at the Greek and he's talking about new wineskins, he uses the word kainos, K-A-I-N-O-L, kainos. And that word in the Greek literally means new in quality or innovation. It means a fresh development or an opportunity. It means not found like it was before. So when I study that from the Greek in the original language, I come to the place where I recognize what Jesus is really saying. is I'm going to take your old wineskin, and I'm going to make it like it never was before. I'm going to renew it. I'm going to revise it. I'm going to remodel it. I'm going to put elasticity back into it, so you can contain what I want to do in you and through you. He wants to repurpose your life to be all He's called you to be. Now that's exciting to me, because when we read this scripture at surface level, the first response is, well, we're old wineskins. We've been in the church forever. This either doesn't apply to us, or this is speaking damnation upon us, one or the other. I've got news for you. The Spirit of the living God wants to breathe into your spirit this morning. He wants to breathe new life, new innovation. He wants to bring repurpose into your life. He wants to take the old wineskin and dump out all the old wine so he can pour in some new. That's what God wants to do in you and me today. The old wine has to be drained out. We have to be emptied. We have to come to the end of good things. And start pressing in for the best. Press in for the best. Because what we think is good is often not God's best. What we are happy with today prevents us from receiving what God has for us tomorrow. We need to understand that it's a true concept. When we see opportunities drying up, income streams evaporating, when we see a dying or an ending of all that was before, you know what's happening? God's emptying us out. God's dumping out the old wine. And God says, I'm about to do a renovation. I'm about to do a repurpose in your heart and in your life so you can contain the new wine that's coming right after. Oh, come on. Don't resist when God begins to allow things to die away in our lives, but embrace it and say, God, I may have lost this, but I'm looking forward to what I'm about to gain because tomorrow is better than today. My end will be better than my beginning. Oh, come on, church. It's time to get an inner spirit. New wine. New wine. Brings life and vitality into you and me. Old wineskins mean that our thinking has hardened. Our vitality is no longer, the elasticity is gone from our life. And God, more than anything, wants to reshape our thinking. Change our thinking, align it with kingdom principles, so we can pour in new wine. So He can dump out upon us His blessing. All that He has in store for us, don't limit God in what He can do because you're hanging on to the old. It's time to release it and say, God, if something needs to die, let it die. If that relationship that is counter to Scripture needs to end, please let it end. If things need to change in my workplace, please change them. Lord, I'm willing to go through some pain in order to gain the new wine in my life. Stop holding on to what was meant to be temporary and reach for what is permanent. And that's the new wine of the Spirit of God. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Paul said it this way in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. You can also translate that word creature creation. In other words, we are made new creation. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things pass away. All things become new. Can I challenge you this morning to let go of the old and reach out for the new? Can I challenge you to stop building houses where God said pitch a tent? Can I challenge you to stop living in relationships that are contrary to the Word of God and let the blessing of God begin to flow in your life because you've chosen to honor Him? Can I challenge you to let go of that old religious attitude that hardens our thinking, that causes us to be brittle and inflexible and unchangeable and allow God to do something new in our lives? See, this morning we have to take a look at ourselves. I have to look at Steve. You have to look at yourself. And you have to say, what needs to be changed in me so that I can align with God's purposes for my life? What needs to be changed in me? Because church, here's the truth. If we refuse to change, if we refuse to adapt, if we refuse to dump out the old and receive the new, we're going to lose a whole generation to hell. A whole generation to hell. And our only mission on planet Earth, our only mission, is to win men to Jesus Christ. It's not to build buildings. It's not to acquire bank accounts. It's to win men to Jesus Christ. That's our only mission. His heads are bowed and eyes are closed across this room this morning. You say, Steve, I'm in the room today and there are things in my life that must change in order to receive the new wine that God has for me. Maybe you've never accepted Him as your Lord and Savior. Maybe if you were to die today, you'd split hell wide open because you've never asked Jesus to come into your heart, to come into your life. That's you, right where you sit. You say, I need to accept Jesus today. I need to be forgiven today. I need to do a new thing in me today. That's you. I'm talking directly to you. Raise your hand and say, pray for me, Steve. That's me. Pray for me. That's me. Others, yes, others. That's me. Yes, others that's me pray for me that's me i need jesus to do something in me today i can't wait another moment it's got to happen today anyone else you'll raise your hand with these who have stand your feet with me across this room this morning the second portion of this altar call is if you're here and you need some new wine in your life you need to shuck the old shed the old and receive the new so god can do something in you you need to respond to him today those of you who raise your hand and say, I've got to have something from God today, step out right now. You lead the way. You raised your hand, you step out. Don't wait for anybody else. Come on, we're going to pray with you, pray with you, and God's going to touch you, God's going to help you, God's going to do a new thing in your life today. If you raise your hand, step out and come. If you say, I've got to have something new from God today, I need to get rid of the old and welcome the new, then you come this morning. Follow these who are responding right now, and we're going to pray together. In just a moment, the ushers are going to distribute the elements of communion, and we're going to celebrate the new covenant and the new wine. Come on, if God's talking to you, this is your time. This is your opportunity. Step out and come right now. Let God do something in your life today that will bring radical transformation into your heart and into your life. Others, I'm waiting on you. The Holy Spirit's waiting on you. Oh, come on, there's no shame. This is a time of rejoicing when we say, God spoke to me and I realize i got to do something different. I can't keep doing what I've been doing. Anyone else You want to step out and join these who have responded this morning? This is your day. This is your time. This is your moment for you to come. Anyone else? I wait another moment. Anyone else you want to come this morning? God's talking to you. Step out and come. a so wait another moment. Anyone else you want to join these who are responding? This is your day. This is your time. Old things can pass away. All things can become new. The old wine can be poured out and new wine can be poured in. Anyone else? This is your chance, your opportunity. Step out and come right now. As we wait just another moment. Anyone else? Bow your heads with me across this room. Lift your hands towards heaven. As I pray for these individuals, you pray for them and you pray, God, fill me with new wine today. Lord, fill us with new wine lord we have come this morning to lay down the past to lay down the old to say we will no longer accommodate the old ways and the old thinking but today we set it aside we're pouring out the old wine so we can receive something new something fresh something that's alive in our spirits Lord, give us courage and give us strength now to follow you. Lord, help us to lay down the old and receive the new now in the name of Jesus. Spirit of God, fall upon these individuals. Visit them from on high. Let them receive all that you have in store for them today. God, show them. When we give up what we hold on to, we gain so much more in you. Pour out the old and bring in the new. Lord, we submit ourselves to You. We humble ourselves before You. We empty our, empty ourselves. And we pray, fill us, fill us again. Fill us again. Fill us again. Fill us again. Ushers, please begin to distribute communion. Sing it out, Tom. The song says, Oh, the blood of Jesus.
0: Our prayer is that God will take this word and plant good eternal seeds deep into your soul. Father, we pray for your great wisdom to infiltrate this listener, draw them to you, and take them gently down the road to their next destination in life. And if you're in need of a home church, we invite you to join us at Christian Heritage Church on Shara Road in Tallahassee, Florida